Vénganse, vénganse, vénganse. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Raymond Andrew. Bienvenidos. Is here. And we have this very thorough and eclectic agenda <laughs> that we carefully curated and thought out. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Natalie Stephanie. Natalie Stephanie. What up, Nat? The woman with two first names. She has two first names. So do As her complete name. So do you. Yeah, Raymond Andrew. That's Natalie weird. Stephanie. That's weird. And Ricky Lee. Well, no, Lee is not a, a, a first name, is it? It could be. I'm working with a lady tomorrow and her first name is Lee, but it's L-E-I-G-H. Uh, mm-hmm. Way different. Isn't that how Amy spells hers? Yes. That is. That, that is, is how she spells it. She doesn't like it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I did meet somebody though. We're doing their wedding on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, like the music that they want. It's like 70s. My favorite. So... 70s music? I love 70s music. It's the best. But so I was, um, I talked to her on the phone mm-hmm. today, matter of fact, and she says, oh my God, I love your name, Ricky Lee. She's like, you know, I love Ricky Lee Jones. Do you know who Ricky Lee Jones is? I said, ma'am, I was named after Ricky Lee Jones. That's crazy. That's got to be cool though. I've never had anybody know exactly who that person was. I think I asked you that the first time I met you. Meaning like literally putting it together because right. of the way that my name is spelled uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was happy about that. 70s. I love 70s. So, I'm like 70s funk. But even oh, like yeah, 70s sure. rock and 70s soul was a lot different. Like there was, I think because we're the state that the world was in, like late 60s, early 70s was pretty fucking insane. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, and we weren't even alive no. To be able to experience it, Mm-mm. but oh, you know what? Speaking of being alive, I was watching. Uh, Hulu came out with a documentary about JFK, like the day he got shot, mm-hmm. and they're interviewing like the last remaining survivors, witnesses that were a part of that whole thing. No way. Mm-hmm. And they're in their like nineties, eighties, nineties years old, you know, and they're talking about everything. So I started watching it, and I know everybody knows the story. We, you, you know what happens. But I stopped like a portion of the way through when they were talking about, I didn't know that he was literally on his wife's, like he, in her arms. He, oh my God, it was crazy. It was in the car, right? Yeah, it was in the car. And so she was like holding, holding on to him. And then when they got to the hospital, she can't, she wouldn't move. And they're like. We have to move. Like, we need to get the body. She would not. She was just like. and then She was still in shock. She was still in shock. And then one of the security guards grabbed a jacket or a blanket, whatever, and they covered his body. Mm-hmm. And that's when she let go. When they covered his body and then they took him in. That made it real. That's I think so. Man. But, what, but the, what made me stop was they're in, you know, he's on the operating table. Everybody's there. And then the surgeon turns around and says, what's the president's blood type? And that she like lifted up her head and was like, he's still alive? That's I had to turn it off right there. I was like, oh my God, like that's so heartbreaking. That's like, the, like that's, fuck yet hope. Yeah, damn. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know that because it's so clearly she she thought he was dead. Like 
and can you just imagine that image in your head like your husband's i think just, uh, i think everybody's <sighs> like i think no matter who it is i think everybody would do that everybody would think about something like that right like say you and one of like your closest friends is out and about and you guys are like ah, like just having a good time right mm-hmm, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden pop pop and then you're like sitting there holding them or her whoever it may be and mm-hmm. you're just like oh shit like i think right away that your your idea would be oh shit this was fucking dead have you ever held anything that was dying in your arms no i, I i've held things that have already been dead so I, I was telling you how last year, Oscar, the greatest pet I've ever had in the world, the greatest, mm. most perfect dog that we had for 13 years, he, he, we had to put him down. Like, that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, do you want to be in the room? Like, when it happens, oh my God, it was the worst. It wasn't the worst, but it was just the most, like, you, you, you can feel the life leave. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Suck. I wouldn't, I can't. I don't know what happened. <sighs> I don't think it's been a human. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. I don't think. Well, no. Actually, I'm lying to you. Well, my Aunt Rosie was still alive. But when I said goodbye, like, I, she died the next day. And she was. Essentially, you did see the body decay and, you know, go through its process of transitioning. But, damn, like, yeah, that's a whole thing. And it's going to happen, right? We're going to die. I just want to die fast and quick. I, you know what's crazy is there's people that are afraid of death. I'm not. I welcome it. Yeah, so I just I. don't. Not just not a slow one. Yeah, just not a slow one. Just quick. Look at Vinny. Oh, Vinny said, "Oh, serious convo today." Oh, you should have heard what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it was the opposite of. <laughs> oh, not a not eight branches i never want to die i never want to well okay so technically do we really die i mean the physical body dies but do you believe that energy just transfers mm-hmm. you know like not necessarily like reincarnation but just energy goes from one thing to another like do you believe you had other lives i don't think i have, i don't think i've had other lives i think there's a life after this okay and i don't i don't know if we if we come back in a different form or but i believe that they're like they're gonna have to be some type of life after this what if there's nothing right then i guess we just died like how would you even know you're dead that's the crazy that's like the mystery right, about it right like that like i don't know how the fuck did we get on talking about dying So here, but i'm realizing i kind of low-key had a fascination about like what does happen after you die right so my neighbor who lived he used to live in front of in front of us his name was dan mm-hmm. and he was our neighbor for like a thousand years and he was kind of estranged from his kids he had two kids and they just like they were estranged i we i think we interacted with their kids like a couple times so he kind of looked to my brother and I as kind of like an extension of like mm. his kids. He was always looking out, skinny old, I think he was, I don't, I don't remember Dan's last name, bald, smoking his life away, right? So he gets cancer, <laughs> he gets lung cancer, and he, he's basically going to die. And they, his wife calls, <laughs> What's, what happened? He said that she goes with a thousand years ago. <laughs> you do set yourself up. I know. I'm going to start saying prehistoric years. But, he, but uh, so she calls us and she's like, he's, you know, he's not going to make it. He's, he's, this is it, you know, like come say your goodbyes. Mm. We go to San Antonio hospital and I got in trouble with the nurse. Cause you know, I'm saying my goodbye to Dan and I'm like, Dan, you know, you're the greatest neighbor. La 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 la. Dan, I was like, 
I'm gonna have a candle on my <laughs> nightstand next to me. When you die, find a way to light it, and I'll know there's an afterlife. But if you don't light it, then I know that you're just gonna die, and that's it. We're gonna call it a day. There's nothing after it. This man starts laughing, right? But it disrupted whatever breathing treatment that he had. So the oh. nurse was like, you need to stop making him laugh. La, la, la. She's all puttered about it. Yeah. So I, they kicked me out. But I've always, I have always had this, this <laughs> fascination about it. There you go. Fucking interrupting death. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you see that? You. I'm saying oh, that. Oh, you're telling me I was interrupting death? I, yes. I'll leave it to you, though, like to just barge in like, hey, not yet. Like, <laughs> don't forget to turn on the candle. Yeah. Don't forget to put that candle. Let me on give for you me. these instructions. Blow it out. <laughs> blow out the candle for me. But I don't know. I was helping him. But so let me ask you this. Like, let's say I get into this like terrible accident and like it's just not looking good for me, but it's not looking good for me. But everybody still is like trying to hang on, right? Like, oh, don't lose hope, Ricky. It's going to be okay. Just pray. <laughs> da, 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 da. And everybody's coming in and everybody's, you know, feeling like, oh, no, no, it's good, good, good. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. And I look at you and I tell you, Ray, I'm not going to make it. Cut the cord right now. Would you do it? Well, I, I, shit. I mean, if you told me to, but then again, I so don't really would listen. listen. Well, no, because I don't listen to you now. Okay, right. So this is a life and death situation. I'm t like you, right? You're seeing me suffer. You, you're looking at me, and you know that's not the person. Wait a this second. is not gonna be it, right? Is this it's you bad. telling me right now? Just pull, pull. The, do I have? Do I have? <laughs> do I have this is on record now, like, right? And I'm and I'm just legitimately telling you. <laughs> and you know everybody would be pissed. <laughs> so man, this is only that dude. I'm gonna end up on the machine like ten years later. <laughs> ir ironically, because we, her and I have had this conversation. So not not so. I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. But um, after Samantha had Josh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> she had like a really tough pregnancy. So then she ended up um, getting sick, like towards like actually giving birth like okay so um and after she delivered him you know you guys end up seeing your your primary doctor after for oh, like yeah. a checkup mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we go to have this uh checkup with her primary doctor and then all of a sudden um she's looking at everything and she was pretty upset because samantha's obg didn't notice a lot of things that she should have noticed that would have prevented like everything that happened after during during oh, uh, okay. giving birth so the the primary doctor tells us both like hey if you guys want to have kids again like is a really 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 high chance that it's and she looked at me when she said this she goes you're gonna have to pick your child or oh, your I wife think, i think i remember you telling me something yeah. about that so it was just like Ooh. jesus so we samantha like long story short samantha and i ended up having that conversation even like now we'll once in a while revisit that conversation and she's always just said like hey i live my life save my save my kid and i'm just like ah that's so fucking hard to, to okay, like okay so you would rather your new kid the new the new little one coming in live without a mother no because if i like regardless regardless she would live because, without a mother 
Right, that's what I'm he, saying. So, right, so that that little baby, you'd you'd be okay, because. I'm me personally, like it's my wife, so I would want you to do everything you can to save her. But in in this instance, you're saying like you or Samantha would say specifically like DNR, like that's Aren't it. All lives important. Like, how would you know which life, which per- See, and, which life is the priority? And that's, and that's, oh hell no! That's the thing I'm saying. Like, you're telling me right now, like, hey, yeah, that's it. If that's I'm a, on I'm my deathbed, just fucking step on the plug, bro. We're good. <laughs> Right. Because then you're not like, I'd have to fucking live with that shit. Like, and even yeah, but though. But we're all. It, which, it even goes, even goes, though I know that, like, I'm not. The, I'm not. If it's an illness or whatever it is that caused you to be in that state, I'm not the reason for it. But I'm the reason for why, like, I would not want your daughters to be pissed at me. Yeah. Because like, over here in their head, they're thinking, like, hey, you know. Like no, there's hope. There's hope, yeah, and, like, and even if I'm telling them like it's, I'm I'm done. I'm good. Like let's go. They won't like I don't know. That's hard. And, think, and you know I, I've asked my parents that too. I was like, what do you guys want? I think that's everybody though. I think everybody like no matter what like I think everybody would say that whether it's for ourselves or with someone that you love. Like in general, you're just like fuck. I just wish it was just a little bit more. So, but here's the thing though, right? Like if you treat people good. No, like, like, <laughs> don't treat them like shit. You won't feel bad no, when they die. But think about it. What is it? What is it that you experience with a person? Right. What you experience with the person is conversation, time, right? The exchange of energy. That's what you that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of those things at the bare minimum are non-physical things. Right. Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to touch that you don't need to even see that you can just hear that and feel that right so hearing the relationship that you have with the other person spending Mm -hmm. time you know whatever it's it's an audible thing and it's a feeling right Mm -hmm. the exchange of all of that if the physical body just isn't here anymore well see that's the that's the crazy part because then like say after like someone passes right we are i think (laughs) I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I've experienced times where I'm like doing something and like stop like dead in my traps. And I could hear I could hear about like the voice or the reaction that you would like assume that that person is like, hey, if this person was here, this is and you could because even now, like I could hear samantha's voice or i could hear your voice like even through like reading a fucking text message uh-huh. right? like i could read especially if a person texts the way they speak like you do like you do this thing where it's like wait and then you'll say like two lines and then continue with the end the same way you speak is the same way you type i don't know if you ever fucking noticed that have you ever questioned my tone like in a negative light no 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 or just like you're reading no 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 the because... tone a certain way and you're like wait i don't know if she really means it like that or not no, because I I think <laughs> I think we we know each other well enough now that we're just like oh this one's not gonna bug her, okay, or this isn't something that she's like too because we we I think we've had like every type of fucking conversation we've had serious ass fucking uh-huh. conversations yeah. we have dumbass conversations and it's like it's what you what you think is really how you come across. And that's also mm-hmm. how you express yourself in your writing, especially because for you, writing is a is a big form of 
communication and expression yeah and it's so it's so funny you mentioned that because like um i like to be like amy says like i'm very clear Mm. i do like to be clear descriptive grammatically correct for (laughs) me like when i see people go back and edit their messages even though i understood what they were trying to say but they go back to fix it i'm like you love me you love me like you took the time to go back and correct something I don't know if it has anything to do with love. I just no, don't, for, for I don't me, think they want to be looked like as a dumbass. You, me, but do you know how many people do not edit their, their oh, yeah, messages or just leave it or don't like, I'm like, bro, did you read this back to yourself out loud? Cause I've, I've had, I've had dialogue with people and like, even like on a negative like type of dialogue where it's just like back and forth. Like the minute you misspell something, I'm not going to fucking take you serious. That's the biggest turnoff in the world. It's not even a turnoff, but it's like, for bro, me, you can't like I'm not who am I? I'm arguing with someone that can't even fucking read or write. <laughs> and you even have spell check on your phone. Yeah, like, it, there you have all these it's, resources. It's suggesting, hey dumbass, <laughs> you're not spelling this correctly, and you you swipe it away like you know what you're talking about. Right. So Amy says that. She, so the editing part, editing messages, she does it for herself, not necessarily for the recipient. Yeah, I right? do it for me. I don't do it for you. I mean, I do it for me because I don't want to look like a fucking dumbass or yeah, someone exactly. who doesn't know how to go back and. But, but see, but, but then, you take it as someone is is editing because they know they're texting it to you, so you. No, 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 no. For me, the fact that someone's taking the time to correct something it tells me a lot about the person. Mm. They're careful. They're cautious. They relook at their shit. Like they wanna, they wanna present themselves. Well. Like all of those, th- all of those things are meaningful things. Mm-hmm. So when I see somebody that does it, I'm like, okay, well, that you, tells me something about that person. In today's world, I think you have to be very specific, and you there's there there shouldn't be any room for error like that because there's some people. Like, just in, in normal conversations, some people are just dumb. Like, if I say, hey, go park over here, and this is where we're going to meet, and then I'm getting, like, 10 million fucking messages about how is this going to be. Like, wait, you said to do what? It's like, fool, it's literally written, and you're not understanding what I'm saying? Like, Okay, but for the record, I think that sometimes, like, comprehension. I'm not really good with certain things either. Like, you're giving me directions, and I'm like, fuck, like, oh, you want me to do what? Go this way, that way after a long day? But, two, I worry about that for that same reason. If I know I'm going to go somewhere, right, I want to make sure I know all ways possible, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I appreciate when somebody edits. <laughs> Thank you for editing. <laughs> not a brand says grammar and spelling police is some <laughs> pedantic stuff i don't know for me i do it for me like i i just can't i want you to take me serious so like if i'm trying to say the and i just put a t and an h i'm gonna be like okay this is interesting toby danza oh yeah you, <laughs> ah, yeah perfect no. is that. but see that wasn't a type that was oh it was a typing i read it but still I could hear your voice, so I felt like you said it, and maybe you had like a stuffy nose, huh, okay. Amy. So when you said it in my chat, you were like Tony she Danza, but she had a stuffy mm-hmm. nose, so okay. I heard Toby Danza. Oh Toby. my god! Like watch Toby Danza, like <laughs> not Tony, Toby. Like <laughs> you know what's what's funny though? You could tell when people te- uh, speak to text. When people speak mm-hmm. to text, I the can't message, do that. Like for like, that's how you know we all have some type of accent because that bitch does not understand anything <laughs> we're saying. And then we look at it and it's like, whoa, what the hell? Like why? So. So autocorrect. Autocorrect. 
Oh, like auto tune. So not eight brand says grammar does not equal smart. It's just a. I like I like I like what not eight brand is doing though. He said, "Who made those rules though?" Even though he spelled thought. See. I didn't even I, see I, that. <laughs> I didn't even see that. But that's a good point too. That's a very. Now he's now he's like, hey, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm I'm gonna make up my own rules. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. There are no rules. There I, is no box. I know what me and Samantha get in arguments and we both start like miss saying things. Like she's like, you know what the fuck I'm saying? <laughs> don't make me say don't, it again. Yeah, don't, don't be fucking asking dumb questions. You know what I said? Vinny says I have an accent and English is my only accent. Re- my re- only wait, language. So, <laughs> does has anyone told you that you have an accent? I don't know. Like I don't think anyone's told me I have an accent, but I know I have like. What's an accent? <laughs> is it a California accent? Mm. Yeah, we have accents and attitudes. He <laughs> said, "Get on Duolingo." With all of the above. All of the above. But mm. how good is like? See, all these people that made up like not eight brand is saying like who made this shit up anyways because i would i like i have this conflict with my when i'm doing like homework with my daughter Mm -hmm. because i got to explain to her that even though that word says this and for the longest time we've been saying that these words sound this way and now we get to this word and it sounds nothing like what we just said it's fucking confusing you and guess what that shit just don't make no fucking sense. And it's okay if you get it wrong. Like to me, I'm like, hey, get it wrong. Fuck you're it. gonna you're gonna get things wrong in life, period, mm-hmm. right? And so Escalade says, if I don't understand your emotions through text, I'm calling you for clarity. Oh yeah. So here's the but thing. So so you would do that with people I'm I'm assuming you would do that with people that you don't really know. Like cause again, you I'm and I you would do that with people you do know. You and I communicate a lot. Mm-hmm. And most of it is through text message anyways. Right. Unless we're in person and it's... Right. And it, it's like, hey, like, so I know... I think you can feel somebody's tone and you can feel someone's you, expression if, through if text. If you know the person, though. If you don't know the person, like, it's not like me and Escalade text each other all the time. But I'm pretty sure I would, I would not, I would assume that he's not mad. Like, just him in so, general okay. doesn't seem like an upset type of person. So, I posted something on Instagram the other day about it's, and it's this Keem Peel skit where they're two different people oh, and they're yeah, texting yeah. each other <laughs> and they both are interpreting their text messages in a completely different way. And they're both fair. Yeah. I was dying. I was cracking up because I think I've, I've been both of those people. I've been both of those people where I'm reading you're something to, totally yeah, wrong. You're just trying to interpret what they're saying. But even at that, like, are they even... You ever like, run into people that use big words and they're not using them properly? <laughs> yeah, it's always... It's like, oh, man, you're really trying. <laughs> and you just let them try. I don't say anything. I just let them try. Okay, We laugh cool. about it later. I'm listening to it. I, I take it all in. And I'm going to be honest. I'm like... We've had this conversation where you're like, hey, I don't think you're an asshole. I'm an asshole. Like, I will... I will look at you until you get it right. Okay, so check this out. So Amy and I had this discussion a couple months ago, right? Because, like, you're an asshole, but I think I'm a bigger asshole. Nah. But hear me out, right? Okay. I don't even... I'm trying to think. There's. I don't even know if anyone's ever really seen my capacity... Of assholeness? to yeah to to destroy another human being i've seen it (laughs) (laughs) i've seen it and i'm and and sometimes i'm i was hey that was mild then 
No. Oh my god, because it could have been so much worse. No. Oh, trust me. No. Nah. Trust me. But here's the thing, and I and I learned this at a very young age, right? Like I understood how powerful words were, and I understood <laughs> how that could really crush another human being. It could, and it it could be the smallest thing, right? Like it could yes. be something where like. You say something to one person, and if that person goes and tells everybody, man, can you believe they told me this? And everybody, everybody else would be looking at them like, are you acting like a bitch? That mm. wasn't that bad. But to them, it was like right. end of the world. So I just, I, I know that in, I have the capacity to just like annihilate another human being with just words, with just words. And, I, and I'm fully aware of that. And there's so many times I want to do all that. Is it because you read a lot? Mm. I feel like you would you would do it with words that no one knows. That would piss me off the most. Being no, oh no, 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 no. Because I need the other person to understand. I I need no room for doubt. I need you to clearly understand how I want to just annihilate you as a human being. If someone if someone insulted me, insult insulted insulted me Mm -hmm. intelligently, I'd be so fucking mad. But, I, I, you, okay, I would not. I'd be turned on. I'd be like, say more. <laughs> Give me those words. This is no longer a fight. <laughs> Give me those words. Give me that honesty. <laughs> say it again. Roll the R. <laughs> Stupid. But You're that, dumb, you, dude. But do you see how, like, I... I I either, need, I either need to level up the people I hang around with if I'm, like, that easily excited about. No, that's just... I think the people you're around are okay with who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. like and then we're not accepting you like 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 the gimp yeah. puppy we're <laughs> like, we just know who you are you know what i mean like i'm glad you guys know who i am because I, I, i've told you this shit all the time like you're very like for a cool minute you were very impulsive like you would just be like Bink! <laughs> like yo wait not yet <laughs> slow down that and and i've actually but, learned to embrace that but that's what makes that's what makes you you and that's why certain things and opportunities mm-hmm. have been able to to come across our way because of that right so 100 percent. if you still have it like don't take it away don't fucking shush it away keep that shit and, and do it when you feel like ah fuck this i'm gonna be impulsive right now you know what's funny i read um there's an actress fuck i can't remember her looking for the book not eight brand says does she write she does write dude i don't know um uh, see not eight brand if you if uh you were watching us in our second season we were actually positioned in a different way and we have a door full of sticky notes and those sticky notes have all of ricky's ideas for a netflix special that ray said we should have a netflix special so this is it this is the book i was looking for so this is um jennifer lewis she's the mother of black hollywood and she um oh that's she show, the one with the raspy voice yes she's a great singer too but her book heavily uh, she's yeah. bipolar she's bipolar and Is so she? She, yeah so she talks about how it was really difficult to get help to find the right help and then to find the right cocktail of medication that you needed to understand what was going on mm-hmm. but she tells a story and this is kind of where i thought damn like okay she's defining that as impulsive right she's driving there's yard sales going on and she's with her niece and she was going through a manic episode at the time and she sees the house across the street from the yard sale is for sale the house the whole house itself was for sale and the niece goes oh i like that house that's a nice house she goes oh i love that house too you know what i'm gonna buy it let's go buy it 
And so she talks about how she made a really impulsive decision, a financially impulsive decision. And she was talking about how those are some of the effects of, of being, you know, bipolar. Like that, that's, you bought a whole, and she goes, I didn't need the house. I had a house. I had multiple. I, there was no need for me to purchase this house. But she really, really dives into, um, this is a great book. So are you telling me you're bipolar? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, wait, wait, what's the point here? But the impulsivity. Like when I, when I think about the things I really could have been impulsive about, or mm -hmm. when I think about the things that I really could have done, or those risks that I really would have taken, I don't really do that. Don't think I've just been like very reserved about things and I've been very, which it may not be perceived that way from people, but it's definitely like a restrained version of myself. Mm. Like, because I have always been told, Shh, don't talk too loud. Don't I, say I too much. Yeah, I remember like, having that conversation. But that was, that happened at a young age. Those are, these are things that the word then, the word I'm about to say is, I think very, I don't know. Would you say it's taboo, but it's like, that's the way you're conditioned. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Like, the way. But it's, it's, I think we all have that, right? Like we were talking earlier about, um, like just, just going through things in life and then like realizing like you're, it's going to be okay. Right. And I, my mom, when I was young, took me to, to go see some doctor. Oh, this is a good story. And can I move this I, or is this going to make the book fall? Okay, good. And okay. I was just like, at that age, I was just upset at the world about a lot of shit. How old were you? Oh man. I was like. 10 maybe 11 okay i want to preteen preteen pre i was just like pissed at the world for whatever like a lot of people telling me i can't do shit a lot of people like one of the the, the examples that i remembered i could relate to when i tied what i mentioned to him and his response was about my my mom's aunt my great aunt and how everybody was like yeah she loves you and she just like loved how you were like she would always call you like a, a like a doll because you would just sit there and stare and not move not fuss not do you nothing you were a micro baby i don't know i guess oh shit okay sorry but <laughs> so then she like i heard all these cool things about her and it would make me mad because everybody experienced that with her and i never got to experience that i i experienced it at a at an infant stage, which no inf nobody remembers their infancy, right? Like, can you remember everything about being an infant like that? I don't think you have to remember it. I think it just becomes a part of who you are. Like innately, it's mm -hmm. in your it's in your blood and your bones and your energy. And maybe that's also why you were even more mad because maybe an unconscious part of you remembered that exchange of energy between you and this great aunt, mm -hmm. right? That only makes a certain part of sense to you that feeling. And then, of course, hearing everybody say, "Oh my God, you got so bam!" That's a perfect sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I it, it pissed me off. But I also like I would I would just be mad like yo like stop telling me about her because you guys are telling me how great she is and I never got to experience her. Mm. And so I I developed like this animosity towards life. And mm. it was like this why me type of mentality and it was just like But I mean that's also fair that's preteen like but, you do you but, do feel those strings those emotions very vividly. But there was it was it was this thing where it's just like no matter what a situation was, it came down to me missing her. Hmm. Right. Right. And it's like, well, like, and I think about it now, like, how can I miss her if I never experienced her like that? Like, I never got to see 
or or feel like all those senses that we were just talking about like i never mm-hmm. got to really experience to be able to memorize that shit but long story short i guess because it could go long that was a long ass lunch we had <laughs> beans 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 all day but it ended up just his response to everything like everybody telling me i can't do shit me not being able to experience certain things with people that i wish i could have like just having that that attitude about life mm. he was like all right he goes you're here today yes get over it and that was it out of everything he told me his his answer was get over it so he this is how i imagine it in my head you're sitting there doctors in front of you you talk 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 you share your story all of your feelings all of your emotions and at the end of it he says okay you're here today i hear you you gotta get over it pretty much ironically that was yeah, it that was it and and it was like oh like and I, that made me more mad like yeah because i would like, be mad like yo bro are you this fucking? is what my copay went to yeah you, are you fucking with me <laughs> But but then it just I don't know I I learned like so at that right going back to the whole like I don't know if conditioning is the right word but kind of what Nadi Brand is talking about like just trauma responses like now I have no I wouldn't say I wouldn't have no regard but like when people feel a certain way I'll let them feel that way for a time being and then it's like all right cool let's go now like well because you learned that mm-hmm. And so, okay, so just to kind of circle back. So initially when you experienced that with him, you were mad, you were angry. You're like, what kind of answer was that, right? Mm-hmm. And then when did you transition to, hey, that was actually really good advice? When I was an adult. I had to be like in my 30s for sure. And Two I'm years thir- ago? I'm, 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 well, no. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm 37 now. So <laughs> 37 going on 68. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, so just for reference, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, like like early 30s, that's when I... I kind of like started looking back because it it wasn't until recent where I started like realizing certain shit and looking at things differently. But it also going back to well, like you and Natalie said, it also depends on your circle and who you have around you. Right, like like for sure the three of us, even when when the camera's off and we're not streaming anything anymore, like we have really deep fucking conversations yeah but then we also have dumb conversations and people like you guys are just as important oh you guys have a podcast why the fuck would you have a podcast those are just as important (laughs) those dumbass conversations samantha said i'm about to be 90 oh you're right samantha i got that totally wrong you're 30 something going on 90 yeah josh is 67 (laughs) shout out to amy who recognized the little song i was humming in the background when you said your circle of friends or your circle of people around here circle of life the Lion King. How old were you when The Lion King came out? Oh, you didn't watch animation. <laughs> Never mind. This doesn't apply to you. Damn, that's like you know fucking do. Wow. I would legit make you watch like all. I seen The Lion King though. Did you cry? No. <sighs> kind of human are you? I. I mean, I cried. When do I cry? It was the last <laughs> movie that you saw that you cried. Mmm. That's a good one. Samantha, does he cry? Is the, it um, something come out of the eyes? The pursuit of happiness, for sure. Oh, no, Will I Smith? Cried. Yeah. That was a while ago, right? Yeah. Hmm. Is that that's your point? Like, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I think it, the pursuit of happiness. I don't remember it. I mean, I know the storyline. You know, that and it, you know what? I, I think what it is, though, too, with, with that movie... Was because 
There, there was. You a, cry when you're mad. When I'm pissed. Interesting. I haven't been really pissed in a while. When oh, I'm that's hungry, good. That's a great sign. When I'm hungry, I, I start crying. I throw fucking tantrums. You're hangry. I'm ha- no. I'm, oh, what would it be then? If not hangry, something else. That's interesting. You cry when you're really pissed, uh, and all of it comes down to just like pent up <laughs> emotions. Like you're just blocked. You're just emotionally constipated. You gotta let it out, right? Just cry it out. But it, you know what's crazy is I, I did. I have realized like the differences, right? Like back when me and Samantha first started dating, I was like super fucking uptight. Like if we say a time, like the dance, boom. Like, if you say be ready by four. I'm going to be at your fucking house at 3.50 and you better be ready. Oh, you're that guy? <laughs> I was that guy. Now Damn. I'm like, Damn. she said, uh-huh. I don't know what, she said, I don't know what to do when he cries. It's awkward. Now she's just being funny because I don't <laughs> cry. Okay. I would like to really know. First of all, I hope you never cry in front of me because I'm that awkward recipient of like when I see somebody and they're, <laughs> and they're crying and they're don't like. Don't touch me. <laughs> no, I, there's a part of me that almost wants to laugh. Like I get uncomfortable and I like, I couldn't, I would not be able to handle you crying. Please don't ever cry in front of me. Like don't hold it in. Take it tight. Don't cry I don't in front think of I, me. Man. I, I, I would. Like, I, even my, a, my mom tells me all the time, like, you just do not know how to console people. I'm I, not a consoler. It's, I, meaning I, I don't want you to feel that pain. But ironically, <laughs> though, isn't this funny? Ironically, that's a lot to say for someone who cries a lot. <laughs> like you cry a lot. The first time you cried. I cried today. The first time you fucking cried. I remember we were where the fuck we were going we went somewhere and we were on our way back to do like a feed me friday or something okay and we were i don't know what the oh. fuck we were talking about and you was started, i driving i was driving and i just looked over and i was like oh she's fucking crying yeah what did i say i didn't say anything to make her fucking mm. cry and then after a while i started realizing like oh she's a fucking crier she cries about everything. Like you cry when you're happy. You cry okay, so when you're sad. So, it's it's so, a it's a it's right. an energy that and that's a, those cries super easy, super <laughs> easy cries. Sad movie cry. Sad moment cry. Like e- oh joy cry. Easy that is easy topical crying, but what's like the, okay, a real so, cry, yeah, like a deep cry? deep oh the heart cries is you when you're not when you're suppressing the cry. Because it's actually going to make you feel like deeply rooted, cemented emotion. Like all vulnerability out oh, the window. Oh man, that those are tough. Those are those are cries in the car with you know. When's the last time you guys in the chat cried? Because I like it right now. Not eight brand says that he cries every day. Easy. Easy. So okay, but that, to my point, right? But see, that that topical crying, that you know. That first layer of emotion is real easy to cry out, but that deep, deep cry, See, that ugly cry. I want to know if like that's Amy like cries a, all the time. If that's like a fucking um, like an exercise, it should be an exercise, right? Because that's why I always said that crying is the soul's orgasm. Uh, it one hundred crying is literally your your suffering soul's orgasm. Your tears come out. See, they come out and the soul feels better upon release. Oh, you know what? And maybe Samantha will remember this. There was recently, actually, and this was when Josh was going from, it was earlier this year, actually. He was going from sixth grade, like his school goes up to sixth grade. Now he goes, he's like in middle school. Okay. So she just reminded me. 
And because she knows this shit gets me every fucking time. I turn into a bitch. Uh. Don't say that. Don't label it. Don't label it. <laughs> I don't mean a bitch like in a female aspect. I just mean in general. Like, right. Don't be a weak ass bitch. No. So, but it's strong. It's because, so when, when Josh was little, Samantha used to work nights at, ooh, I forgot what retail store at the time she was working at. So he was actually going to graduate preschool. Okay. And I was the one who took him to go get his preschool outfit for his okay. graduation. All right. So he is in the dressing room. I'm helping him get ready. He had a little suit, like a little blazer, like a little, oh God. like a little velvet blazer. Okay. Like a, like a, I won't say like a plaid shirt kind of. Puts his tie, his pants, and his little loafers on, and he's looking at himself. And he turns around. And he goes. Daddy, am I handsome? Oh, oh man, that shit. <laughs> that shit fucking broke me. And I like, but it was, oh, no. it, it was a mixture of like his, his face. And, and he's, oh, he's man. Just, the tenderness. I felt the tenderness. It, that shit, in that. like when he, when he said like, and even now, so like, I actually took him to, <laughs> I took him to go get himself ready for his sixth grade graduation. Okay. So that, and that's what ended up bringing it up. And we were talking, she was like, hey, remember when, and this was like in the middle of fucking Target, dude. She was like, oh, remember our little papa when he, mm. and she brought it up and I was like, shut the fuck up. I'm walking in the aisle at Target. You're holding it. I, I couldn't hold it in. Like it fucking dripped down. I was Let like, it go, Ray. Why are you, like, you letting it go? Bitch, you fucking got me. That's the only, that's the only, like with my kids, my son, I don't know. Like my daughter too, but I just... Something about that boy, man. That kid. Yeah. It's crazy. Parenthood. It is a shitty place sometimes. Is but it? Yeah. It's hard. See, I and I have to take you for your work because you have way more years of experience than I do. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Pause a minute. Thank you, 98 Brand, for asking the question. He said, that's weird. You can't allow yourself okay, to cry. Wait, hold on. We were talking about uh, reading text messages in a certain tone, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to... Read his statement the way you imagine he's telling you. So see, that's weird. You can't even allow yourself to cry. Okay. The way I hear it in my head is, see, that's weird. <laughs> you can't even allow yourself to cry? Why? <laughs> that's how I read it. Why? <laughs> I, and and I, you know what? To be honest, I don't. it's not that I don't allow myself to cry. Because, again, it got me. Like, And that's just. But to, like, in, You held it in, right? I didn't hold it in. It got me. You said it, you beat No, it came out. That's my cry. You're not, like, I'm not the type of, I'm not going to fucking sob. And it's not like. Okay, well, let me ask you this. It's not like. So you've never felt it's not llanto? Like, it's not like Rocky when Mickey died. I'm not, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like. <laughs> okay, when's the last time you cried like that? <sighs> when my uncle died. Oh, yeah. That's a good cry. When my uncle died. But, and, but that also, too, like, when he died, I, I lost a lot of people. Not, not like in the, in the form of like they passed. Like once he, when he died, I didn't give a fuck about nobody. Right. Like I didn't care if you were trying to help. How me. old were you when that happened? Oh, this was this was shit. Josh's, oh, twelve. Might have been like ten years ago. Okay, so yeah. ten years was, ago you were like, screw this, I'm pissed. Why I, would people die? And I, well, just him. Of all people, was him. <laughs> And, and and ironically, I think uh, Samantha and I actually were talking about it in, in our podcast, mm -hmm. where it was just like, 
out of everybody in my family, that was the one. Like that was the that one hurt. Yeah, like bad. I remember I, I even my um, my mom one day I was leaving my mom's house and we were talking about because she asked she goes hey do you have any more gigs and I was like like or what's the next gig you have and I, at this time we were it was Dodger season so we were doing full effect uh, Dodger <laughs> shows and shit so I was like yeah I'm gonna be at the stadium this day and that day and she's like oh that's good and I just looked at her and I just told her I said mom I said as much fun as I have doing it there's only two people that I wish really knew what this meant to me and I know what it means to them and one's not here and the other one won't remember and she was and then I think that's when she was like and I remember like in the car like I didn't like like thinking about it it got me right but I don't I don't know because I don't feel like I'm holding myself back from crying I really don't it's not like I'm saying, "Hey, cry!" Like in public, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, well, don't cry in fucking public." But I do think it's 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 sometimes a natural reaction to hold back a cry because, like for me, I was always afraid of fully crying, crying like the like the deep crying because I didn't want to feel those terrible feelings. So that's why I would suppress it. I was like, "What? I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna feel this terrible thing." And that was a problem. This is why I can't lose weight, right? Because, because <laughs> when you cry, you eat. <laughs> yeah, that part, and I'm like, like all this sad ass energy is just trapped in my body. Like it's just uh, like. See, and, and so Amy's saying that I'm just super even kill. Like I have the it is what it is attitude. I don't, but the thing is, I I don't know. I can't say that I've always been that way. I think just through life's experiences and the shit that I've gone through. I think it's made me that way. And we talked about this earlier today when we had lunch. I I, I lost people at a very young age to the point where... An abnormal like, amount of people. And Yeah, and at, <laughs> at that point, um, going back to what I, I told you earlier, is like I lost a friend my sophomore year in high school. And after that, like I didn't even go to his funeral. And his funeral was down the street from my mom's house. And my reaction to that was just like, it was like is is that like is this ever gonna change? Is this gonna stop? Like this mm. like it's another like it just it was always hitting too close to home. Like seeing what my mom went through with my little sister, seeing what my mom went through with my little brother and But this is why I think we need to talk about death all the time. And, but I'm and not we a, need to we need to understand like that is inevitable. Like that is gonna happen. There's no I sometimes I think like fuck, what if one of my kids died before before I die, I like think, I, I would die if that would ever to happen. And then the other voice in my head's like, "Why would you, bitch? Why would you be mad? Like that's death is gonna happen. Like what are you, you trying is, to live forever? It is, but you still like no no parent wants to bury their child. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. And, but <clears throat> but but we don't we talk we talk about it after the fact. We talk about it after somebody dies. Like talking about death. Like my family tells me all the time, "Why do you talk about death so much?" Because Which it's then a, makes well, me think, yeah, like oh, you say, though, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Like, it's going to happen. I can't be mad. If one of my kids dies before me, I can't it's be just, mad. It's, that's just how it had to happen. But I think what it is, it's a, like there's a kink. Like, you see it as a kink in the cycle of life. What do you mean? Because there's an order. Like, as we live, there's an order, right? Like, you live longer, so you will die first. Your children should should be able to live as long as you have, at least. And you, So you're saying a child's death is a kink in the order. Well, just like for us, like the way we see it, like no parent wants to bury their child. I've seen that twice 
and, and very close. Like I seen my parents bury my little brother. And when my uncle passed away, I see my grandma bury her son. That's rough. And that and the things that I've seen after that and the things that I've seen as a result of it, like that's not I I think as like human nature wise, that's just fucking it's not it's not something that it's it's a big it's a big disruption because again, I'm supposed to live my life and I'll die knowing that my kids got to see me live my life. Not I'm living my life, bury my kids and they never get got to see me do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like it's, we're not supposed to bury our kids. It's like, it's just obviously, but death is the most death. Like birth is the most natural part of the process. And the part of the no, process yeah, is, when, is, is whenever is, the process needs to be, but there, but there's okay. So then take it to the, maybe a, a, just a connection thing because we all know death is inevitable, right? Like again, my mom lost my little brother when she was, I, I want to say six months pregnant. She, how, okay, so your mom was six months pregnant when she lost her, her son. Mm-hmm. But how old was your mom at the time? 35, maybe? 35. 34, yeah. 35. Okay. But it was just like, again, I seen what that does, right? Because it's like, you're not supposed to bury your children. You're supposed to, you're supposed to grow old. Like th- that's the idea, right? That's the fairy the, I, tale. Well, that's, and that's all the point right there. That's the idea. That's the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. That's the wish. That's the hope, right? Because that's, you're, you're not, you don't, you don't want to feel that kind of pain. Cause that, that, that same, that same mindset that you have right now, would you say that's the same mindset when you see it in the news or you see it on Instagram or what do you anything? Mean, what do you mean? Give me an example. When you see a parent going through what they got to go through because their child, their child died. Mm-hmm. Is that this, like ah, it's gonna it's gonna happen? It's life. It's inevitable. They're gonna die. No. <laughs> well, yes and no. Like, yes and no. So I was I was just telling I was just telling my youngest yesterday we were talking about all my mer- my memories like growing up the time that I spent in Mexico with my brother and I would go to uh, San Ignacio Prajedis Guerrero in Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. For Every- anyone that didn't understand what she said, I know for sure that's all Vinny heard. <laughs> I, we oh we got to record it and I'm send sorry. it to him with the translation. San Ignacio Prajedis Guerrero, Chihuahua, Mexico. Bam. That's w- hey, I got a bitty. Our Not first bitty. Bam, the bitty. He's like, I didn't understand what you said. This is we got, we got a bitty right here. Hey. Our first bitty in the history of bittiness. I could only imagine that once you said that place, everybody in the, was in their house going, Emma! <laughs> but <clears throat> we were... She for sure wasn't saying anything crazy. No, yeah. No, it was just the city, the state, the country. But um, I was out there. My grandmother was one of the only people in the little town that had like a pool, a, a built cool whatever right and i remember uh it was my aunt and i's birthday my tia licha was born on june 21st and then i was born on june 22nd so all of our cousins everybody was together like it was all a good time everyone's in the pool there's food there's music it's great there's a phone call that comes in and i run out of the pool so my uncle sergio uh was expecting his first son Mm. and they called to tell me that he was born on my birthday and they named him eric so and Eric mm. is a 
Eric and Ricky, the, both of the names are like from each other. Whatever. You just put an E in front of one. I was kind of so like, like, excited. I was like, oh my God, he was born on my Because they had told him that that was the, yeah. the due date. I was so excited that he was born on my birthday. It was like the greatest thing in the world. He didn't make it. He passed away um, maybe like a few weeks later. There was something that didn't fully develop. And, mm. and I wasn't there when they had to. I mean, but I was also a kid. I was like less than, than 10. But I remember like thinking in my head, my own pain and my own concern and my own confusion and my own misunderstanding but also thinking like, damn, I, I was I was a kid, I was a child, but I was still thinking about what it's what it would have felt like for them as a parent, as a parent. And at that time, and I have this this is another core memory that I have. I remember I used to babysit for their daughters, mm. and at the time that Eric passed away, Eric Clapton came out with that song "Tears in Heaven" because mm. Eric Clapton lost a son. Did you you know that he he had a son that died? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I've heard the song. He felt the song. So he wrote that song for his son who fell out of a hotel window and died. And it, isn't it crazy? Like, Damn. We look at certain people and we think they're not human. Like when it comes to things. Like, because you remember when you ever heard about the story of Mike Tyson's kid dying oh, in, in the, the pool? Oh, wait. I thought it, well, not in the pool. For some reason, I heard a story about the... Um, Kid was on a treadmill and choked on the blinds. I don't. I don't think that was him. I think it was. I think his was the the pool. Damn. Anyways, but he, he didn't want to know the details, only because he knew where it was. Oh, it was a treadmill. Okay. Yes. All, look, all I know is he knew the monster was about to be unleashed. What do you mean? Like he knew, like he's like he told him, like for your sake, I don't need to know. Oh, why you weren't watching my kid or who was supposed to watch my kid. I didn't like he didn't want to know any of those details because that was going to be able to place responsibility on someone that he was going to make them pay. Mm -hmm. So he was like, don't tell him like it's crazy, man. It's a again, you don't want to bury your child, dude. You don't like it's like Mike Tyson. Of all people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that dude, the way people portrayed him, like he was a fucking monster. But we all have, like, when it comes to your kids, you're, you're not a fucking monster, dude. Like you have, like, like Amy said earlier, like it's just the logical order in which l- we would assume life should be lived. Right. The how you would hope, how you would want things to play out. And I think I I think the voice in the back of my head that's always saying that this is natural like that doesn't take away from the actual complete and utter suffering that I, I'm going to like I think that's I think that's your thought process for yourself. Oh, f- for sure, like preparation. Yeah, like I, I think, don't think I think about that too like my mom's going to die. My mom's going to die like soon. Not mm-hmm. soon, 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 but I'm going to have to deal with zoom, that. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. All I want to do zoom, is zoom, 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 totally different fucking song, dude. Totally different fucking song. Yeah, and how you gonna go from talking about your mom dying to all I wanna do is a zoom 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 and a boom boom. You're still doing the wrong song. I'm sorry. (laughs) How is it the wrong song? You got the wrong song. song. There's two songs. With the zoomies? Yeah, there's two songs with the zoomies. We'll let them fit. Look at Well, that's Rex and Effects. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Rex and Effects. I remember that. I was in seventh grade when that song came out. Oh my god. Seventh grade. Fucking old. <laughs> I was a child. 
I you, was a child. You were holding Jesus' books. <laughs> Seventh grade, I was going to Vinodanks Middle School protesting for, remember Prop 187 that came out? You were political when you were a kid? I became political when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> you sent me a video. Hold on. No, fool. That was not J-Lo and <laughs> They sampled it, yes. No, to, to Amy's point, walkouts. When Prop 187 came out, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody was walking out. And then, mind you, my junior high was right next to a high school. Yeah, remember, I was, I was, oh, man. So I was everybody... in fucking elementary at that time. And there it is. There it is. That's why. Uh, <laughs> but no. That's the song Samantha was thinking about. Sorry. But I, I, I did. I'm never too young, Amy. Apparently to my wife and grandma over here. I'm fucking 90 abuela. years old. <laughs> Call me abuela. Sorry. It is what it is. Someone asked me. They're like, hey, who's Ricky? I was like, ah. It's hard to explain, but I my I tell my kids to call her grandma. <laughs> That's a great. That is a great question. Who is Ricky? Because hmm. you, you know why people be like, they, a lot of people see us everywhere, so they're like, well, who is she? And it's like I can't like you're my manager, but then there's like the business partner, and then but then there's like the friend, the sister, therapist. like mm-hmm. the uncle. She's fucking Ricky Lee. Mm-hmm. That you, you know what? Not a brand. We do need to do an episode. Of who, who is, is Ricky, Ricky Lee. Lee? Oh, Ray, maybe we could do that. Could be the thing that we've been talking be. about. Who is Ricky Lee? Yeah, because Ray and I were just talking about how, like, I'm I am a person that does for others, and has completely lost sight of what I would want to do for myself. I enjoy all of these things. Like, I love all of these things. They're passions of mine. But is it really it for me? Well, uh, yeah, everybody. She's a fucking shadow. She's everywhere. Moon shadow, moon shadow. I don't know. Who it's, knows that um, song? I think everything you do is you, but the more to you is what you need to tap into and figure out. Every little I think you thing. Fig- you I think you figured it out. You just haven't been impulsive about going about that part of you. Why? Trauma. Fear. Fear based. Fear based. Oh, Fear based. Yeah, fear-based. I'm afraid of my own potential. I think, so for real. Ability. Everybody's, everybody's, I think, feels that way. I think everybody's, it's, it, there's, it's a nerve. And it's just like, oh, shit. The anxiety fucking kicks in. You're like, I could actually fucking fail. But the winning we part. Should, we should shoot to fail. The winning part is fucking orgasmic. It's like. There's no, there's no other feeling better than that when it comes to like succeeding in something that you've been wanting to fucking succeed in because you've, you've been afraid of it for so fucking long. Then it's just like, oh shit, now I get to actually succeed in this thing that I was fearing of doing. You're like, that's not that bad. It's okay. We're, I, I fucking actually, did it. What you, what you just said just made me realize that I have not, that I definitely have not achieved Whatever I'm supposed to achieve to look to like take that moment and be like, this is it. This is it. This this is everything that I've been working towards. I've had a lot of moments that have felt that way that have, have collect that have been that powerful. 
I've had a lot of moments of like, oh shit, like this is where I'm at. Like, oh wow, look where, look where you're at. Look who you just met. Look what you just did. I have a lot of moments like that. Like a lot of them. But the moment where you're like, whew, okay, cool. This was it. Which is this crazy because we, we, we've done <clears throat> a lot of great fucking things. Yes. I, okay, so I like, I like. The one thing that does resonate with me, because, you know, you go back, like, you want your parents to be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. No. My grandparents watch what I do. My grandparents see. And it makes me feel so beautiful when they acknowledge that. And they're mm. like, oh, me. Like, that. Not not, my, not even my parents. It's my it's grandparents. A, it's like, a, I love it's, that part. It's a, simple, it's a simple thing sometimes. I think we get so confused in thinking that what we are trying or, like, what trying to find what we are or who we really are it has mm-hmm. to be something fucking extravagant and it could just be as simple as being who you are right now like it, you know what i mean like i think i've had this conversation with samantha before like hey <laughs> like it's okay to be a mom society tells you that you need to have a job or you need that like because we have to like financially be able to provide to live in California. <laughs> you need like three, four incomes. Each partner needs like two additional incomes. But, but it's just like because well, you start thinking to yourself like, what is, what am I here for? Like, am I doing enough? Like, like what's wrong with just being a mom? Maybe or that's what's what, wrong with just being. Period. Maybe that's your that's your calling. What you're doing right now is your calling, and so, it's just not, as simple as accepting it. My answer now when people are like. Hey, like, who are you? And I just say, I am. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Vinny Coe says, I can't, I can't put myself out there enough to figure out who I can be. That's gold right there. That is, but that's be- gold because he's he's lit, like you you pull back, you reserve, you're like. Mm, but you gotta, you're putting, you gotta put yourself out there for your for you, not for everybody else, in order to feel to understand that, right? Because that's a that's a self thing. So. And I don't even know if this is where 98 Bram was going, right? But what he says is, you know what's wrong with it. You want more. So you and I were talking earlier, Ray, about like, what do you do when you have everything, like the essentials in your life? You All of the essential things that you need in your life, they're taken care of. You got it. It's good. Now what? What's yeah, next? Because you got, you, got, you got a little extra time on your hand. <laughs> and you feel, and maybe it's because like you you've done so much to that point but having extra time or having just a little bit it it doesn't sit right mm-hmm. right like we um the other day you had you told me about like having like this feeling oh yeah that like, was interesting it, like it didn't feel right but it's not a negative feeling it's not anything bad it's just it was something different and you're just like hey like I, and I even told you, like, maybe it's just like your 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 body or your mind both are adjusting to each other's like new like what what's happening that's new for you, right? Like your mind used to always tell you negative shit. Now mm-hmm. you're not accepting that negative shit. Right now I'm fully aware. Like now when all these negative things are all this negative noise in my head, I'm like, oh. Hold on, hold on. Like, I'm not, I don't have any of those. And I separate myself from those things. Like, I actively do that. But I think what triggered all of that, and I think I kind of mentioned it to you through text. Sometimes I get lazy because I'm like, wait, this is kind of a deep thing. And do I really want to try to express this through text? But I did some somatic exercises that I was sharing with you. Like, they're supposed to, like, help you release trauma. And it's all these kinds of movements and stuff like that. And the very last pose was this, like, 
it was called the happy baby pose. You're on your back, legs are up, and your your hands are holding onto your feet. For some strange, bizarre reason, when she said, this is the happy baby pose. Imagine a happy baby. <laughs> and I imagined, and it made you happy. It, well, I imagined myself. It made me think, I wonder what, what I was like as a happy baby. What did my energy feel like as a happy baby? And then I thought, I can, I can think about the moments when I saw all three of my kids in a happy baby moment in that just very pure and innocent energy. Mm-hmm. So I was able to really like, and I tapped, I think, I want to be- think that I tapped into little baby Ricky's energy and it was so bright and it was so bold and it was so big and it was so hopeful and it was all these things. And I'm like, oh my God. And I just started crying because I was like, Because now you're Fuck, back in reality? Man. No, because I thought about everything that it took to dim that light mm. i thought of everything so you're you're that, replaying everything yeah 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 I just i every all the firefighters that it took to just like just take that little flame out but how to this day there's still a flame it's th- still there and it's like damn like i'm still here like and i think that's always going to be that there again like what not a brand had mentioned like you just you're looking for what's next, and sometimes you that like you don't need to look for what's next. It's right there. Agreed. It's it's usually it's, it's, it's typically been, right in front of and us. And it's been there, you know, because I think at the end of it, it was just like, hey, like I think my my response to you was just like, I think you're 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 finally figuring out your balance that never existed for a multitude of reasons, right? And so, and I want to. Vinny, I am so glad you said this because he's asking, was Ray a happy baby with our... So you see how I'm reading it in my head, right? Was Ray a happy baby without cartoons, right? Because like, why didn't you get cartoons? You should, that was such... Sometimes I feel like... Like sometimes... Okay, well, let me just ask. I'm not going to assume. What was the most memorable part of your childhood? What did you just absolutely love about your childhood? And let's define childhood as 2 to 10, 11 years old. Preteen. 2 to preteen. What, what do I remember? Yeah. Like, describe like a beautiful time in your childhood. I don't, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> and that's not like a, like I don't. Because, hold the fuck up. Are you taking me through therapy right now? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if your mom gave birth to a natural serious baby. No, I just I think she like brought, when you were born, you were already 36 years old. From from my understanding, I was actually a happy baby, but I was a quiet baby. Like I was happy. I didn't cry. I didn't fuss. I didn't. You were, you were easy baby. That's why I called you Michael Moda earlier. Yeah. Like just, hey, you were there. You were quiet, observant. <laughs> hold on his wife our dear samantha says for him favorite thing as a child reading the the obits obituary oh, exactly uh, to my point he came out with a cigarette in his mouth out of his mother's womb no I, honestly and and i think <laughs> i think surroundings I'm, I'm a big believer in in just being like not being a victim of your circumstances but just having to survive Mm-hmm. Through your circumstances or Survival your surroundings, world. right? Because for me, 
again, I don't like the one the one core memory that I do remember was actually that same aunt that I was telling you about. I remember we moved into her house after she passed away and I was riding my bike around her house, which was our house at the time. And I don't even know if this really happened, but I remember this in my fucking head. Mm-hmm. But I'm riding the bike in, in the back of her house. She had a little like uh, shelter on the bottom of the house. Okay. So you open the, the door, you go underneath mm-hmm. your house. Tornado time. Which I don't know why they would have that in L.A. That is weird. Probably like a riot shelter. <laughs> um, but so she had like that shelter. And I remember, again, I don't know if it really happened, but I couldn't remember this. Like it, is, it, it could maybe have been a dream that I remember. But I remember riding the bike around the house and that door being open. Okay. And I'm riding and I take the turn. I obviously, <clears throat> I take the turn too soon and I'm not going around the house. I end up going into this the little shelter at oh, the bottom shit. of the house plot twist but i and i remember seeing her oh she was down there yeah and she was beautiful oh like and, and it wasn't like i didn't see her she wasn't dark she was like as vibrant as they described her in the pictures that i've seen of her exchange like, of energy and she just like stood there and waited for me to get up but it wasn't an aggressive like get up it was right. just like you're gonna hmm. be okay like and that's all i remember but honestly like of, of happy to like say something happy you gotta remember dude i was nine years old when i lost my brother okay i was 10 years old going to nicu mm-hmm. for a long time when my sister was born like to you, me you saw a lot of rough things at a very young age yeah but prior to that because how old were you when the first traumatic thing happened to you i don't remember Honestly, because even so, even in kindergarten, one of the other things that used to like get in get in my head was uh, in my actual kindergarten teacher. She died halfway through the school year. See, you should totally be comfortable with death. Like, I am. see how? Yeah, never, actually, you are. A I lot never, of people. Yes, I you never, are. I never said I was. I wasn't. I just. But these are like so. That's why I'm saying like for someone to say hey like remember a happy thing like it, I'm not saying it's hard because I've never had happy moments. I just don't know. I remember being okay with shit. So your happiest memory as a child was what? I don't know. Huh. Do you think it's because you haven't really thought about it, or you don't want to look back into your childhood? No, because I don't. I what I do know about my childhood was being told um what i couldn't do right like that was louder than anything else (laughs) oh gosh you know what that just makes me think that my dad's a psychopath because my dad told me a lot of times like he would say oh you can't do this you're not gonna be able to do this you're not gonna be able to do that right but along with discouraging me to do things he was also exposing me to all the things, mm-hmm. to all the inspiration, all the resources, to the reason why I'm saying I want to be these things. So I'm like, I feel all this. It's like reverse psychology. Oh, my God. It didn't work on me. But I understand it, what he was trying to do. It, it did, but it didn't because that, that triggered your your impulsiveness that allows you to be like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go talk. Like, again, like Hex talks about. I wanted about, to be a poet. Hex talks about this all the time when we were it was me, you, Hex, Myra. We were all in the same car going into the stadium. <laughs> and we left early as shit. And somehow we end up being 
stuck in traffic. And we mm. were early, like early, Is that when early. we picked up Nestor? I, I, I think so. And this so is we had gotten something. One of, I think that was Nestor's so, first time. And I remember because it was around your, it was around your birthday. Mm-hmm. I think it was All-Star Weekend, no? Did you give me the shoes? Yeah, and okay. we're buying some, yeah, 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 some yeah. Air Force ones. And mm-hmm. for some reason, you decided to wear them that day. And you were <laughs> you were trying to run and not crease your shoes at the same time. Oh, yeah, because I had to down. stop traffic. And you, but that impulsiveness was like, fuck it, I'm just going to get off the car. You I got off to. the car, ran all the way from where we were at to run to the security to, the to tell him, hey, I have the talent for today's event. He has to get through. And they, all these dudes need to get through and all these people are like, yeah. so your impulsiveness allowed security to be like, oh, okay, cool. And created a whole <laughs> fucking lane just a for path. us to get out of. A path. And so it's funny because you call that impulsiveness and I call that like re- problem solution resourcefulness what do i gotta do to get this happen because there's no way we're not gonna get here because we could lose everything so we gotta <laughs> fucking go what? she said you were early with hex no yeah because we were early. we were early <laughs> we were on time we were prepared we had to deal with the distractions yeah. thereafter but but it's i don't know again i don't i'm not gonna say i didn't have happy times i i just don't i can't single out shit because I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound like that dude. That's like, hey, like when I was your age, I walked ten <laughs> miles just to get to school in sh- snow and had no shoes on and like, because I don't like. I I don't know. I just don't. You're <gasps> master improviser. So I was actually gonna mention my little one, Mia Liariano, because Mia. There are a lot of similarities that I see between you and Mia. That's my homie. <clears throat> and this is why I said, like, you came out with a cigarette in your mouth, right? Mia's uh, picture, her little icon picture when she calls me, it's like, I don't know. I think she must have been like three years old. You know, you take them to Olin Mills and they take their little pictures. Mm. This child would not smile. She just had a very stoic face, these beautiful big cheeks and a very stoic face. And just looking straight at the camera, like, hurry up and take this fucking picture because I'm hungry. Like, that was the look on her face. Like, really? You're going to wave a teddy bear around me? That's what you got? A teddy bear? I'm going to show you guys the picture. You know, and that is legit her face on her little toddler picture. You say that. It's funny because the, the day we did the Vans event and she came, <laughs> she, she looked at me the same way. As soon as you started t- saying shit. And I had to look at you like, yo, leave her the fuck alone, bro. <laughs> She's insane. Okay. She's a killer. She's a killer. I remember taking her to go get, you know how you have to get your little shots, um, your little, what do you call them? Uh, when you're a kid, a, a baby. Box. Chicken pox? All the shots, little flu shots, all the little, what are they called? Why can't I think about what they're called? You're immune. Immune. You're immune. Whatever. The shots you get. This is, this is when I knew I have a different child. They would put her little or her little hand, arm, right? And Mia would look the nurse dead in the eye. There was no distraction. There was no nothing. <laughs> she would look her dead in the eye. And the nurse was like, oh, it's okay. No, 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 no. I'm just going to be really quick. And Mia's just like hard stare. Toddler hard stare. I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. Just do it already. <laughs> and the whole time this lady is shooting her up, not a flinch, not a tear, nothing. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, Dougie. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What did I create? What's happening here? And so she's she's razor sharp, dude. Like legit razor from and but see, from a kid, from a baby, like and she she had a she had a she had a rough 
a rough uh a premiere. She premiere. had a she had a rough premiere. I remember talking to her when I was pregnant and telling her like, "Look, when you come out, I gotta go back to work. We're gonna be on a tough schedule, but this is what we gotta do." Like, talk as I'm eating like three waffles and a bowl of cereal and some fresh eggs and ham. I was always having that conversation, like trying to prep her. Like when you when you come out, things are not gonna be easy, kiddo. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be hard, but we're gonna do it together. That's the conversation I was. Poor thing. So you were. You I were, ruined her. You were transmitting that energy. I ruined my kid. Before you gave yeah. birth. I wasn't. When, I wasn't not, in this like what? joyful space. Like oh, you got to no. reframe that, homie, because I don't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it's a ruin, and maybe because again, you're you you compare. <laughs> you, you you compare her and I a lot, mm-hmm. right? And even to the point of you like, are the two people I'm afraid of. Even to the point of where it's like. She will tell you, I don't think Ray's going to like that decision. <laughs> and you'll right. be like, all right, let's back up off of this. Right. We're not going to do that. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that that you ruined her. I think that you built something that you took from each one of your children. And I like, yes. remember, I remember I told you this about Joshua where it's just like, hey, dude, you're going to see me be a whole better father to your sister than I ever was and ever will be to you. Because you're my first and everything you do, there's, it's a first time for everything. Right. And I'm going to fuck up just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So forgive Fair. me now because <clears throat> you don't get the best version of me. And that doesn't mean that I love you less than I love her. That just means that we both have to figure out this fuck up. And you know what? You're right. Like I should have never said ruin because all, but, I, but, but I do want to honor the fact that for all three of my children, they deserved, they deserved a much better worthy experience than what they they were what they had but i also understand with adversity builds character you know and what they went through is what they had what we all had to go through and Mm -hmm. it's their worst things their worst experiences that i had to offer them they found a way to what do you call it when you're uh you're building a little ceramic thing and you're scope the, the scope scoping Sculping. yeah 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 there were, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about that stupid movie with patrick swayze ghost yeah i'm thinking i was thinking about that but they've really been able to sculpt their adversity into the best parts of who they are like now and so i you know i tell myself that's a positive but, but, thing but, but so you know. have you right like and mm-hmm. you could you could look at your life and question a lot of things but it didn't who we are and who what people love about us is is all like it, it's all equated from what we came up as right and, like yes I, I tell my son this now like look bro i don't i don't beat your ass because i've had my ass beat like legitimately like my my consequences and again i'll say this and i said this in the in our the past uh podcast i had with you guys the very first time or like i don't condone violence right i do believe that there has to be a form of discipline and if the only way for you to understand what i'm trying to get to you is for me to fucking shock you with an ass whooping right then it's gonna happen i kind of do low-key sometimes think that that's effective you're also snapping someone out of some something someone you're also talking about you're talking to someone who like i had the cops at my house when i was younger you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i did a lot of shit that I think would have driven everybody's fucking parents nuts. 
And I was probably like the first, obviously, like I was the first one of the children. My brother was, I wouldn't say he was a saint, but he was the one that got the good grades. He did good in school. Your older brother. My older brother. Mm. And I was the one that just, I bucked up against everything. Like I did my own shit. Like even uh, my cousin recently, when we did that thing for me, Vida at the brewery, he actually pulled up and his girlfriend was with him or his wife. And she was like, how come I never met this dude? And he told her, he goes, this is the Who's dude. this dude? She goes, this is the dude that I told you. He's always just been on his own fucking beat. Mm-hmm. He's never done anything the way everyone's told him to do it. He just did it his way. And this is what he does. Like, this is where he DJs. This is what he photographs. This is who he's photographing. These are the things that he's done in spite of all of us telling him he wasn't going to fucking do it. Or he couldn't do right. it. Right. So it wasn't going to happen. It's it's one of those things where it's just like, dude, you just you 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 you're built into who you were. Like you have a choice. Right. Right. Like everyone could tell you you're not going to be shit. And you could be a victim or you could just be like, all right, cool. We'll see about that. But you don't have to keep fucking trying to right. prove everybody wrong. Right. After a while, it's just for you. It's just you, bro. For you. Like it's it, it's. You didn't you didn't ruin nobody. No. And no one ruined you. I can say that because again, coming from a person that got his ass beat. Like my brother didn't get his ass beat the way I got my ass beat. <laughs> my sister sure as hell didn't get like whoop like, like my sister would say stuff and I would look at her like, You you really gonna say that to my dad? <laughs> I would got punched in the fucking mouth for that. <laughs> so so two points, two things that I wanna point out. So Nani Brand says that and I want to make clear, I'm not saying that like, you know, knocking someone out is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is that I have been in situations where I've seen somebody just completely spiraling and panicking and, and in this distraught place mm-hmm. where another person was trying to like get, get it together. You need to get it together because it was like a life and death situation and they really needed to get and every attempt and every effort that this person was trying to make to get that other person to snap out of it wasn't happening until they slapped the other person. So they're, they're <laughs> and it was like like this, you know, immediate response. Their response and then that is trauma induced. They were like, "Oh, okay, cool, I'm here." So that's what I meant by like sometimes I could see how like the benefit that a physical interaction with mm-hmm. somebody in a in a very extreme case like that is what I'm saying. But Vinny says so. This is kind of what's been playing in my head. Maybe it was a couple of. Was it last week's episode about free will? Uh, two episodes ago. So two episodes ago, we had a, a discussion about do we really have free will? And that's, at the end of the day, everything that we talked about this last hour and change, everything that our kids are doing, not doing, when they're dying, how we're raising them, their traumas, none of that is matters. It's not in our, that's how it had to be. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing. You could have done anything different. Yeah, like like we. Had, now, it was just written. Like why we why am I worried about it today? Like you can't change the past. Mm-mm. Like so, what's the what's the what's the what's the purpose in dwelling in it? Mm. Right, because which like, goes back to what the doctor told you: get over it. Yeah, get over it. You're, so what, why are you dwelling on it? Like you got to move on. You got to go on to the next thing. You got to live the next day. You got to be a different person the next day. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that it is. So that's been a big inner conflict with me like this since we had that episode. 
Because mm. now I'm thinking, cool, if this is my path, I just got to live it out. I just got to feel it. I have no control over this. Like, it's just going to be. Look at Not Eight Brandon saying, plenty of purpose in understanding what happened. And that's how we grow. True. Which Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is very true because, again, like he's saying, it didn't have to happen, but it did. And that's just how it went. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what had to happen. That doesn't, you know what I mean? That's like saying, mm-hmm. oh, I hit you with the car. I had to hit you with the car. Like, man, it just happened that you fucking hit me with the car to get my attention or something. You know, like, it's just, it doesn't, because saying it had to happen is almost like excusing it. Like, it was okay that it happened. It was okay that you used to get your ass beat. It was okay that people were fucking mm. putting you down. Like, it had to happen. That's who made, no, it, that's just what had that's happened. That's just what had happened. And you are who you are from it that doesn't mean it had to happen right yeah it is, it's just a molding it's but a, then it goes back to what i think like we're gonna die just go live get in trouble fail try mm-hmm. love be just do and it see, and put you, your nikes on fuck even as a parent like I, I i try to make sure i don't do everything like my dad because again not everything i that he has done was a bad way of raising me. Right. So there's like still things that I would like to take from him and take from my mom. Like, For sure. And, and put it in that, in that realm of, Hey, this is how you, you're going to be a parent mm-hmm. to your child. That doesn't make all that shit. Okay. Right. That's, that's very interesting. Cause that made me think like, what would I want my kids to take from their grandparents like what would i want them to learn from them or say like fuck i got this the from cool my grandparents thing, the cool thing is they got to experience it i look at i look at people like you and samantha like you and samantha like my son got to experience his great grandparents my grandma's still alive although she's in the condition that she's in like they get to see her touch like, her feel her my grandma's my grandma really is all, all i had like i never met I remember my, when my mom and dad got married by church, I met I met my grandpa and my grandma on my dad's side. But the only reason why I remember that is because my mom recorded it on VHS. <laughs> so the that's big like, tapes or the little tapes? No, the big tapes. That's, that's how I do remember that part. And then, like, my grandpa, he was, like, and, and not to throw, like, salt on him or nothing, but he was, like, he was an alcoholic. And a lot of times he chose the liquor over his family. So yeah. when we would try to help him, it wasn't enough and he left. And so I didn't really have that grandpa. And I've always told Samantha, like, hey, like your grandpa is like my grandpa. Right. Like, so when he died, it hurt me a little bit more than it did when my actual grandpa passed away. Right. But my grandma, ooh, so that's I, the one. So I would say, like how you said, like he chose the liquor over his family. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it like that. I, well, no, I would say that he, a, he chose a, he chose his his trauma his his beef his he chose his trauma response and and I like I'm not not that knowing from, how to deal with it that's he chose like I don't know what to do with this I I think we do know how to deal with it I think we have the choice to actually deal with it because remember when we deal with certain things it takes us to a dark place that none of us mm-hmm. are comfortable in right like if if I told you some of the the stories that I, I remember my mom telling me about my grandpa, you'd be like, well, fuck, I'd be an alcoholic too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sh- a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, I, I'll just, one for, for reference, I remember um, 
he was raised by his step his stepmom and his dad, but I guess his dad was always working. So the stepmom didn't love him as if it was her own. Of course. So if she couldn't control him, she tied him on to a tree in the back of the house. I've heard so many stories like that. Like it's bad. This that's not. Mm-mm. So like you I get know, it. like so those are things that you're like man, I don't know I would I would probably be a fucking alcoholic too but but it's just like damn you had the choice to to not go that route bro so look so Nani Branson's can we say everyone is equipped to handle every issue especially if it's a genetic problem maybe without any support a lot could be happening with people in addiction a thousand percent like we talked about with Natalie last week about homeless people and, and well, like buying them food and then being picky about something and it's like you don't know what these people have been through like it's I, shit. Th- I think too with the time we also have to take into consideration the resources right yeah. because you're, you're looking at a time where if especially men if they expressed any type of vulnerability there's something wrong with you you're mm-hmm. supposed to just be a man man up and deal with it and move on and how did most of them do it they went to the bar after work and they drank. This is why aliens will never land here. <laughs> because it's 2023 and men are still semi... I think it's a lot better now. I think men now are a lot more vocal about that. And we'll talk about therapy and we'll talk about... I think it's a lot better now, right? But it's still not to the point where we actually have the capacity to be. We don't. It's not. Do you think it ever will? It could be. No, no, no. Not, it could be. Not, not, I didn't ask no, if it could no, be. Anything no, could it can, be. it can't. It won't. Not at the rate that the stupidity out of the male be, because species there's, because there's, exists. Well, there's also this like confusion, right? On both on both ends, male and female. Like now, this is a whole other fucking topic. <laughs> but you're 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 talking about people wanting traditional values from a certain type of sex. Uh huh. But in this reality, the world we live in, I mean, some of the examples that I could use to uh, we're not in a traditional lifestyle or the things that we would have considered traditional from back in our grandparents or our great grandparents days. Like some of the videos that you sent us about the music and the women and how they're talking about, like how they're generalizing, like and glorifying, like the sex part of shit, like it's like. It doesn't like them doing that is telling all these younger girls that it's okay to be that way. And but if a dude tries to say something, like now these girls that are acting that way are looking at dudes like they're still bitches. I don't, you know, I showed my my girls that video. So I sent uh, Ray and Natalie a video. And I don't, who was the gentleman who was speaking? Did you know who he was? I didn't. I didn't know know who he was. But this gentleman was basically saying that, like, women in music now yeah very vulgar they like this is this is who the young people have to look towards and he also mentioned you know male talent also very everything's just very vulgar like this is what our young kids have to look to right but see so again like to what amy's saying is double standards right that vulgarity that that type of fucking language and putting yourself out there like that but you want your husband or your significant other to respect you like you have to respect yourself before you expect someone else to respect you right but respect to what degree and to what level okay, and so, applicable to where so if you're going around calling your friend a bitch or you're letting your homegirl call you well a bitch actually or, 
well hold on let's just look at it from his context right like he it specifically in the music industry with female artists or and whatever sex. being uh-huh wouldn't you respect her bank account no because, because no. men 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 can easily bypass how you got those funds and just look at the amount of funds that you got and be like oh okay cool i yeah, respect, I, I respect I, that i don't think i think most because men you still want to like men want other men to respect them right so right? like drug dealers so how, like that's not a that's okay, not a how am I moral gonna, or as ethical a man, thing as a man but that's okay as a man i'm not going to respect another man if he can't like tell his girl to stop putting her shit out there what? Like you're okay with your girl doing that? All right, cool. If he's saying like, "Hey, the checks are coming in," and what I respect is the lifestyle that we live. What I respect is the opportunities that we get to go anywhere around the it, world okay. because of what that revenue is bringing in. So that's the that's the that's the that's the traditional part about it. The values, right? Because you're saying if he's looking at her check, mm-hmm. if we're looking at our grandparents or our great grandparents, did any of those? grandfathers or great-grandfathers looked at how much their wife could bring in well like okay so like think about it right let's say one one of my kids ends up becoming this like explicit social media or whatever like the total opposite of what you ever want your grandparents to look at but what if one of my kids becomes this successful super billionaire individual that got there in the not quote-unquote respectable way to certain people in my family or to just the general public Mm mm-hmm but now this multi-billionaire income has now pumped money and funds in and has changed a multitude of lives within our family. Mm-hmm. No one's going to respect that because of the way that it was well, procured? It, it, I guess it depends on, val- on, on what you value. Going back, If you value the growth of your family, if you f- value generational wealth, if you value investment, that's good, right? Does it matter where the source comes from, right? If, if, if you think about where certain money came that opened big businesses well, and you found out it wasn't clean business. Well, none, oh shit. That's not like Sheen. Um, Sheen, right? The way that they make their clothes, the, the things higher, that they take I advantage can, of. I can guarantee you because just the background that I've been around. <laughs> like if there's dirty money down here, there's dirtier money up there. Everywhere. Yeah. Right, so, uh, obviously there's that but if you glorify money more than you glorify like actual like moral right but if if, that, that's, then, if then, that's if that's a part of the thing okay, right so, so if you if okay. you know that glorifying money in public is going to give you that income whether you believe that's true or not why wouldn't you use so those if you assets ha- if you had a husband mm-hmm. that made a significantly amount above you mm-hmm. slinging his fucking dick around and other women everywhere he went mm-hmm are trying to do and men are men mm-hmm. so they're going to react a certain way right you're just going to turn a blind eye because the money is right so money is worth more than morale for you well those i would say that those are two different things right well, no, like if, well, I, they if have, i knew if they i knew have that to be two different things right 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 but because, which one weighs more right so i would hope that the betterment of my family or the betterment of my security or the benefit of my own like being and life if that improves, if that's better, if that gives my offspring a better shot at anything, cool. Then I just need financially. to, yeah, financially and opportunity wise, then I just need to learn how to separate do sex you, from reality or, you, or okay. sex from daily domesticated things. So imagine the children you have now. Mm-hmm. 
seen your significant other slinging his shit around mm -hmm. for that amount of money. Right. I'm pretty sure the kids you have now, mm -hmm. specifically one I have in mind, would be like, yo, mom, you're better than that. Yes and no, because I've put my kids through a lot of strange situations. But I would hope that they would look at, just like I look at things, right? Like you have to look at things with an open heart and an open mind. And without... Without so look at here it is. Can my partner not be sexy in public because other people would think they were sexy? The hmm. the issue is not that they're sexy in public. It's the issue. The issue is what you're inviting to, in public. You could be sexy all you want. You could look as good mm -hmm. as you want to look, but if you're inviting people to touch, define inviting people. If you're okay, so because you make if that person makes more money, come touch me. What? You're okay with that person touching. Mm. You make good money. So I'll let you touch. Go ahead. As long as the money's in the bank. Go ahead and touch my husband. Okay, so to, well, but see this is what I'm saying like so if you're saying like a person like if they're sexy if they're just if they're if they're just walking down the street in their full sexiness, right? In their full however they're dressed or however the aura that they're giving out, right? How is that an invitation? That's what I'm saying. Like how well, how is because that? Because you're because you're now you're you're talking about money. So if money's involved, how does money play involved in this situation? Because you're saying that you're saying that the money, like if they're saying like if they make more money, then you're gonna be okay with it. I'm not even actually. I'm not even thinking about the money part anymore. I'm just thinking about just being how you want to be. Well, no, you could obviously be who, how you want to be and do all that shit. But we're talking about like what are you what are you looking at as the as the value in your relationship the money or like hey just maybe stop doing that shit what it should be what it should be the value should be. It, what the value should be <laughs> <laughs> what the value should be in any relationship is one honoring one's own expression and one's own freedom and one's own ability to be who who they are how they are if you if you can accept someone and love someone and be with someone oh, like that, oh, I mean, obviously, right now, see, because I think everyone's looking at it like, oh, like this was saying that. No, I'm not. If my wife wants to dress a certain way and she wants to look a certain way, that's fine. When I, when I say invitation, I'm saying like, oh, I'm a, I'm I got to be okay with not the way you dress. Okay, could wait, dress hold on. Let me just ask a hypothetical question. Let's say Samantha signed on to a website. And the website was like this crazy thing, like, I don't know, um, send me your bra after an eight hour day or after a workout. And people paid Samantha a shit ton of money for her to wear bras and send them to people after a workout. Shit ton of money. Like we're talking like a million a year. You wouldn't be OK with her doing that? You do it, dude. Just don't touch her. So touching is the big thing. That's, yeah, that, and that's my point. My point is not what you wear. You, I think everyone or what you, or what you do. Everybody's looking at it like, oh, what? I can't just. Wear. No, I'm not saying you can't. You can wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Just don't touch. But you got. You also got to understand. <laughs> Samantha would totally do. By the way, you got to understand. Like, there's. You got to like each person's individual, right? Like everybody has certain standards. So if I'm saying you could dress, you could. If she wants to fucking shake her shit around. Shake your shit around. Don't think because there are people that are out there that would think that, well, this is an invitation. And this is what I mean by saying an invitation. There's some people that don't understand mm -hmm. that it's not okay to touch. 
Just because she looks that way doesn't mean you have to touch her. Right. So and and I get that right because I remember when Alina went out for her like she was turning 18 and she was going to this like Club Sevilla or so I don't remember what club she was going to. She was going out with nice Alina looked totally cute and hot and I was like please do not go out like that. I was like no. Well because you understand the safety the it safety was, it behind it. It was a safety it. thing for me. She's like what? And I was like look, although I wish that you could really like truly enjoy this moment and feel safe in that moment, that is not how it's going to be. And I wasn't going with her. She was going with her cousins and her aunt. They were all going to take her. And I was just like this but this was her first experience in a club and a whole thing and I was like fuck. This is but, not going to be what you think it's going to be. But and you, I was worried about that. But that's because that. you know that but it's, just, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you're going to have to experience it. And if it, it leads to something that we don't wish upon anybody, then that would suck, right? But yeah. again, my issue is not what you wear. It's My issue is like, don't be surprised by the invitation that it provokes to people that don't understand. Okay, let me ask another hypothetical t- situation. What if, <laughs> what if somebody wanted to hire your wife? You're right. It's not an inv- uh, not a brand. It's not a, it's not necessarily an invitation. It's a, it would be an invitation to the person who doesn't actually understand that is what I'm saying. Like if your mindset is immature and you can't look at a woman that is dressed like provocatively because it makes her feel comfortable. That Isn't that person, a natural reaction for any sex to do that though? If you touch? see if you no 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 if to you touch? see if you see I an attractive look, person no no you could like, see. You got, you're like, if if you could see it, that I mean, I say it all the time. Like, look, if I see a handsome man. I'm like, yo, that that dude's fucking handsome as shit. Mm-hmm. That's just a natural fucking reaction, right? But does that mean because I think he's handsome, I go go fucking touch him? That that's so the- okay. So let me ask you this. Okay, you get the opportunity to meet Alicia Keys. Okay, you're not gonna tell me that like a little tiny piece of you wants to be like, oh, Alicia, just that. No, you, you seen the people that I've met that I have been like, <laughs> that I have expressed to you like, yo, this food, like if that food's there or this person's there, I'd be a fucking like, I might fanboy out on it. And I, we've been in the presence yeah, of have, those people. We, yes. And sometimes, right? Like let sometimes, sometimes you do just gotta, because you can't get the words out. <laughs> and then you gotta remember though too, I'm the guy, I met Catherine McPhee and I didn't even know. <laughs> I had a full on blown, like a full blown conversation, and I told her, "I say, hey, like you're, you look good in your dress, like it looks nice, mm. good choice, right?" And we just had a normal ass conversation. She's like, "I That's gotta be best. back. I'll be back. I gotta, I gotta go, like take care of a, a presentation. I have to go do a red carpet." So well, we were already in the event. So she, she was like, "I gotta go uh, make this presentation." So she goes and does the presentation, and I told Samantha about it, and she was like, "Well, who was it?" So when we figured it out, and she was like, it's fucking Catherine McPhee, fool. How do you not know? So again, when it comes to like people like that, like it's just, I think as individuals, because not everybody's going to think the way I think, right? Right. Like if you look attractive in, a, in an outfit and I say, hey, man, you, like you look good, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. But there are other men, and you've experienced this, there are other men that will physically show you <laughs> that you look attractive. <laughs> right mm-hmm. those yeah. are the people that i'm saying that see it as an invitation i'm not i'm not calling it an invitation <laughs> i'm saying the people that react in that way are the ones that that perceive it as an invite per se right kind of like what's an appropriate invite then there is no appropriate invite because i would hate to be a man in these days now like oh yeah definitely. i would hate to like 
just not be able to read the signs right. Like you totally misread something. Oh yeah, exactly. I see. I think not eight brands like I don't think not eight brands really understanding what I'm saying. What are you saying? He's saying assault is assault. Yeah, obviously. But what I'm saying is, you got to kind of think in the in the the mindset of other people, mm-hmm. not in your expectation of yourself. You got to think like like there's a fucking weirdo over there. The way you did with your daughter, like I don't want you to wear that when you go oh, to the God. club. I was so worried about you. Her. Were I was think, like, Fuck. You were thinking in the mindset of those people who would see how she's dressed and then she looks gorgeous and i wanted to protect her and i was like i don't want i don't want you to feel this because why gross experience because the way they're looking at how she's dressed is considered to what to them an invitation to do or act a certain way because they're not mature enough to understand that it's not that's just how she is expressing herself that's not who she's me saying i want like if i have a nice body and i do (laughs) <laughs> but if i have like a nice body and i want to dress a certain a certain Vinny is inviting you you can touch Vinny, and he's not gonna because you know why because he's gonna make you dinner before i don't know i'm fucking heavy-handed <laughs> any way i touch anybody is considered a fucking assault same <laughs> but it, but it's like you, you're you, the same way you looked at it like you looked at it in that aspect of those people looking at your daughter a certain way because you understood that's them saying the way she's dressed mm-hmm. is an invitation. Yeah. Not you saying it's an invitation. No, no, no. Right, You're right. You're thinking on... These motherfuckers are just going to go in any opportunity that they can. Exactly. And, and I knew that it was going to, like, kill her, like... Ugh. I'm like, this is just what it is. And this it's, is it. And see, exactly. We've had this conversation, not a brand, um, Ricky Lee and myself, where women should be around good, strong guys that protect them. But unfortunately, in this world... Because most men value money over moral. Most of them aren't strong or willing to protect. Which is, oh my God, that reminds me of a story. I was getting a tattoo in fucking the city of Carmelish one time. And there was this like young guy in the front of the store. Like he was training and he was practicing. And the guy who was finishing up my tattoo, like he was taking forever. And then it just ended up just being me and him in the tattoo shop by ourselves. And I remember telling this kid that i had just met that night i was like can you please stay (laughs) see he only has a problem with the word invitation that's really all it is which is understandable and and i'm not mad at it but i mean at the end of the day if i was to see it i wouldn't just say hey it's like i would react a certain way to it and i think people who know me know how i would react to seeing something like that but let me just take this someplace completely different i mean isn't aren't these all just chemical reactions whether they're invitations or not aren't these all just like natural feelings natural emotions Mm -hmm. whether they're whether whether they're right or wrong people are still feeling these things people are still moved by these things but you're not saying it makes it right or wrong right i'm not saying it makes it right or wrong i'm saying like these things these urges these reactions these responses they are a thing for people yeah like it's, it's a thing not like nobody wants it, but but yeah, we went like I think we covered everything. <sighs> we did. It was a good episode. We've been that here was. for an hour and forty eight minutes, and I'm supposed to be asleep by now because I got a long ass day tomorrow. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> no, I do. I got. Aren't long you going to the shop? <laughs> got a long ass fucking weekend. Chop shop. Chop. No chop shop. Chop chop. Don't say it like that. Doesn't. Well, I'm saying you chop hair at the shop. 
What's going on? See, so now when you saying sure, but women have to put themselves in check and society tends to give men a free pass. I don't know about the free pass part. That's subjective. What does history say? That's subjective because <laughs> I, I got to raise my son understanding that if him and a woman did the same crime, chances are he'd probably be disciplined more than the woman would. Depending on the state. Huh? Depending on the state. Yeah, depending and the people on the involved. state. Well, there's definitely a lot of, like, variables in that, so. Yeah. This was really good, Ray. It was. <laughs> we got to have 98 Brand in the studio. We do. We got to have, 98 Brand, this is your official invitation to have a voice on this frequency. We want to know who you are. I would say my my word is based off of my experience. And again, if, if you ever listen to our our conversations in the past about anything i'm speaking of my experience because my son looks like me lives in the same neighborhood as me and i understand numbers and i understand like the like the facts but there's also actions and things that exist like being stopped in your own fucking house oh yeah for going home or being stopped down the street putting gas in your car Mm -hmm. and being asked where what are you doing when the nozzle's in the fucking tank of the car. Right. So there's, those are numbers that can't justify the, my experience. And when I speak of the things that I'm speaking of, I'm speaking based off of my experience and not actual facts. And I got to relay these messages of the things that I go through in life for my son as something, as a experience, right? So when I say women... Or there's men out there that see the way women dress as an invitation. It's because I've seen men and I've been around men who, when they look at a woman dressed provocatively or look looking as gorgeous as they do, I've heard the conversations that they've had and their way of thinking mm-hmm. being expressed. And that those are the things that I'm saying. That's not me saying, oh, it's an invitation. Like, I get what you're saying as far as it being... Like, it's just wrong. Like, you're, you're you're abusing a woman no matter what type of form it is. And and I didn't like that I had to, like, preface all... Yeah, you pre- don't want pre- I didn't like that I had to preface Alina's night out with, oh, my God, this is about to be a really shitty experience with you. But my experiences told me that. Like, I knew leading up to that moment, like, what she was about to experience. And she did experience that. Yeah. She came back and was like, Mama, you were right. I was like, it sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. But life is about experience. A lot of times for me. And when I say this, the things I'm speaking of are for me. Analytics depends on where you're from. Depends on, again, I I hate to say it because it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure not a brand based off of the way you're speaking. The color of your skin is fairer than the color of mine. And your appearance probably doesn't look anywhere close to mine. So when I drive, I am looked at a different way than you are. And I'm not in no way trying to be disrespectful, but that's just based off of my experience and conversing with people. And when people tell me, just look at the facts. Well, if you're looking at facts, you've never experienced the shit that I've been through. Mm. So facts versus experiences. For me. Well, yeah, for all individuals, right? Yeah. Like, because we can't be generalized. So. Yes. But that's it. Natalie, please. <laughs> we hope you are back. We had a great episode. Thank you guys for joining us again this Friday night. It was a good one. As per usual. Peace.
Peace, homies. In the Middle East. Oh my God, that was a 90s thing and now it's relevant still. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar.